Hello everyone! Welcome to the Puppet Podcast. We are here for episode 101, 101. Yes, we touched the 100 yesterday, now we keep doing and it's really amazing. This podcast is a wonderful adventure. I connect with so much people. So tonight we connect with Brazilian puppeteers. It's Nina Vogel. Yes, she speaks French also, but we decide to do the interview in English to reach more people because, yeah, people ask me why you do your podcast in English. I'm just like, it's the language where you could reach a massive per bunch of puppeteers and we decide to to do a lot of English interview but for sure we try to do some French and some Spanish and have translator and we work on that don't forget we work on it yes we want to have a, a lot of stuff going around so what we have going happening soon we have the world puppetry day I just want to bring that in the screen before we go into the interview I want to invite you we have the World Puppetry Day 2021 for puppeteers and we do a party on Zoom and we will raise some fun. It's just like the, the fact that we will have a, a party and the money of the tickets, we will just give it to Unima to, uh, to just make an exchange. It's World Puppetry Day. We have a kind of a situation worldwide, but we want to help our association. So be sure to have your tickets. So it's at our on our website, Puppet Podcast slash Puppetry Day 2021. So yeah, be sure to, to have this in your agenda. So yeah, it will be at two in the afternoon. It's a Sunday. So what the most amazing thing to do on a Sunday than gathering with puppeteers, with puppets, and do a kind of a number all together, a kind of lip sync from all over the world that will be a happening. So yeah, this was the little commercial. So thank you everyone for joining and feel free to write in the comment below from where you are watching. And yes, if you have any question for Nina during the interview, it will be my pleasure to bring it into the screen and just ask her those wonderful questions. So, ladies and gentlemen from Brazil, she's a pioneer in the Lambe Lambe puppetry. So, please welcome in the screen Nina Bogan. Hello, Caroline, Caroline. <laughs> Yay! Thank you, Nina, for being part of the show. I'm so excited to meet you. I am really glad to be here. It's such a joy and an honor too, because like so many puppeteers that I admire from all over the world have been here. So yeah, it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm really excited because you are, I heard your name many times. You were in Montreal and yes, I, I didn't get the chance to shake your hand in person, but I I know that you influence a lot of people around and the Lambe Lambe thing is something really special. But I want you to introduce yourself for the community who is watching. So, yeah. Yeah, so, and I've seen your show, just to say that I've seen your Cirque du Soleil. So, yes, I've seen you perform. Wow, I'm a multidisciplinary artist, as we say, like in, in Montreal and here too. And I've started actually in the music. 
really young, at a really young age. So I learned the piano and so many years of lyric singing and then theater. And then uh, most recently, like the puppetry just boom, it came like into a passion, like a passion into my life. And I feel like if puppetry, then puppets, puppets have like really chosen me. I think people say that, but it's actually true. <laughs> and sometimes they say they I have never imagined I, I would become a puppeteer, but it's not actually true because like recently my mother just found a picture. I moved now to the south of Brazil like during the pandemic and then I just received my boxes of pictures and then my mom said, you know, there's a picture of you like playing the piano. And then when I looked at it, I always had like a little puppet, really small puppet with me, like a miniature. Yes. And then I, I, I just realized that actually they have always been in my life. <laughs> it's just that I have never like thought of it. But then one day, boom. And then, yes, I'm a puppeteer, a Brazilian puppeteer. That's so cool. That's that's true that we discover those kind of crush moments that we get for the art form. Sometimes, like, we, we, we rewind. So that's, that's part of the deep question of the Puppet Podcast. So, Nina, I will ask you if you are ready in a second, but I just want to let you know that we have some people who know your work who have watching so Jay watch and he, he talk about the name of your show Le Coeur. Oui, Concordise Le Coeur, Concordise the Heart. Oh, Patrice, hello. Yay! So it, it's really cool to have you guys uh, during the interview and feel free to keep chatting with us as you are watching. So let's go for the deep question of the Puppet Podcast. Ready? Yeah. Yes, let's go for it. <laughs> I, I want to start with the crush. As you were talking when you were a kid with this picture, I, I want to know your crush moment. Like, it could be the first time you, you get this passion, but also if you have a, a specific moment where you get like the spark of puppetry. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Then I, when I was a kid, I, saw, I always had like little puppets with me and I would play, but there is a moment. It was 2015, I think it was January, February. So there's this company, this Franco-Brazilian company, and then it's called Doa Du Arthur Ilbre. And they're fantastic. They work like with Bastwell Theater. But then I went to the theater and the story is true. I don't usually wear my glasses, but I'm foresighted. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the theater. It's so true. And then I kept like looking at the folder with the names of the casting. And I have like this friend at the time that's like Antonio, like, who is the who plays the old lady? And then I kept like, wow, that's fascinating. Oh, look at her, look at her eyes. She moves really like slowly, but then all oh, my attention like catch my attention, said, go place the old lady, can find her name. And then he just looked at me and said, oh, come on, Nina, just talk to me. It's a puppet. And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't have my glasses. And then I have this thing that I do, and my mom always hates that I do, but then I started like, like oh, oh, my God, 
it's a puppet. And it's so true, Caroline, that was like a question about something that, like, boom. And <laughs> I went home and I'm like that. When I, uh, when I got like, when I fall in love with something, when I got this crush on something, then I can't sleep. And I can eat, like, I can get obsessed. <laughs> and then I went home and I just talked like, I have to, I have to do a puppet. And I walked like for five years, I have to say that no, I, it was like three years at the time. I was making this research on Toulouse-Lautrec, the French painter, the 19th century uh, French painter. And I found that when I played the women that he drew, it was really nice. Then the singers, the dancers, and oh yes, really nice. But he, when I played him, it was like too caricatural. And then I, I then this idea came like, oh, what if Toulouse-Lautrec was a puppet? <laughs> the next thing, the next thing, can you imagine like, I, I think one month and a half later, I found myself in Chile for two months. I don't know how I was selected because I have never built until that moment a puppet. But then I just did like the first uh, artistic residence, the uh, residence um, artistique, like uh -huh. a lot of artists from all over the world, from Natasha Belova and Tita Jacobelli that now have the Belova Jacobelli company. They're so great. And then we spent like two months in Chile and I have never done, it was my first puppet. Toulouse Lautrec is there, his head is there. And then I discovered that I had disabilities, like, uh, and I just dived like in this fascinated universe that is puppetry. And since then it went like, many things happened and I'm here. <laughs> Wow, such an interesting story to get from this obsession and this yeah. like surprise. It's so cool. And let me ask you the why. The other deep question is what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish? Well, and then two years later, I went to Montreal. And I, I'm going to answer your question, but just telling this because when I arrived in Montreal, so I got two scholarships like from the Quebec. Go for uh -huh. it. Yeah. I didn't know that it was possible. I didn't enroll for it. I thought it was a mistake, actually, to be true. My stories are all crazy. That's why I say puppetry have chosen me like puppets. But anyway, so I went to Montreal to specialize because they have a great course at uh, Le DSS yeah. on uh, contemporary puppetry in, uh, in, at UCOM, the University of Quebec and Montreal. But um, I think that puppetry um, is a universe in itself. And I realized that the more I studied it, and when I arrived in Montreal, I discovered that I had a different approach to puppetry. And that's the interesting thing. And I keep doing research is like theoric and also practical, of course, all the time, but I do theoric, theoretical, sorry, theoretical research. Uh -huh like independently because for me um it's not just entertainment it can be it can be and i know like really wonderful puppeteers that work like that but for me i work like a little bit different i believe that there are stories and there are characters and some 
let's say like energies, why not? That want to like win and to gain life to be animated. Mm. So for me, it's more like a ritual, like like this moment. And, and if you are generous enough, you let something pass, and then this there's this part that emerges into this thing. And then from that moment, this thing gains life. But I also believe in the ritual of presence, of, of being there. It's yeah. symbiosis of you and the puppet. And I know that's not like that for everyone. So, but um, yeah, I, th I think it's, it's a ritual. But it can also be entertainment. And yeah. I think the difference between manipulating and animating but that's uh, that's uh, their concepts and things. But I, I truly believe that when the puppeteer is generous, that when I say generous, it's like the puppeteer doesn't put himself or herself in front, like I'm a virtuoso. Like no, it's just like allows this really this thing to come and then plays with it because uh -huh. this relation, yeah, in the puppet and the puppeteer or the, the object or the thing and the being, I believe that there is a magic that goes like really that happens, that can happen. It's not always that happens, but when it happens, you know. And also the audience also projects. So this magic, I believe, happens like between the puppeteer, the being and the audience too. Wow, it's such a, a lot of, like, I think at the same time, it's philosophy of, of presence, but also of life, like how you put your personality there or you let this thing happen and, and you give this object power. It's really interesting the way you, you said it. Yeah, and also because my first puppet was to lose track, and we have to think like, I spent like seven years, yeah, really risking his life. And the less uh, less performance, I don't call it a performance. I really like just gave him life into the streets in Paris. It was 2019, right uh, before the pandemic, and really like uh, great things happened, like incredible things, and also bad things, you know, because Sudo had a, a difficult life. So people that were with me. At some point, I remember, like, the photographer said, okay, <laughs> there's something here I cannot explain. And as I said, I'm foresighted. And then sometimes, like, a thought came, like, wow, what a beautiful red-haired uh, lady. And then I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, thoughts coming and things. So, yeah, I think there, there is something. Like, when you, if you go to Bali, to India, to China, in Bali, for example, they have these um, presentations like for shadow puppetry. Yeah, yeah. Just like a ritual for the, the dead, invisible. And then people go like, what? Are they crazy? No, it's part of their culture. But yeah. then, like, but oh, Nina, but you don't live in Bali. Yes, I know, but I am Brazilian. <laughs> and, 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 we have, as like in Canada, our ancestors, at least my ancestors, come from Amerindians and Europe. Yeah. It's really a, 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 a mountain yeah. between all these cultures. Yes. Right. And then 
I really believe that there's something like in the way the Amerindians and this relations we, we have with nature is different than other cultures and the way we talk like um, energy and matter, they don't have a difference. Everything. Yeah. And so when yeah. you think like that, you respect and, and I really believe that this fantastic invisible universe, like some forms just want to, to become like materialized and they want to gain life. Totally. <laughs> no, but you're right with the, the, the terms ritual is really something key, I think, who align this practice of art and this ritual as theater. And also the fact that you are playing a character from the history is, is giving something a bit magic about like, I ah. give a voice to the history towards this puppet. And it's yeah, really like interesting. One century and a half after it. So yeah, and that has, it, something happened. Like, uh, yeah, they tried to, there was a man that tried to destroy the suitcase with low track. <laughs> out of nowhere, this is true. Yeah, that was the bad part. But the good part, the magical one, was then at one moment we, we just like climbed the, the stairs of Montmartre because I, mm -hmm. I have been like to all the uh, arrondissements in Paris with uh, mm -hmm. him, but then I said, I think uh, he deserves to go to Montmartre again. And then I was a bit stressed, well, like too many people because before like all this agglomeration all the tourists and and from all over the world and chinese and you know like <laughs> all that big houses with low track and then i was like oh god okay and then he walks in a different pace of me it's completely different rhythm and it's like this being really discovering the 21st century and the city is different and then i said okay i'm, I'm allowing this to come and, and i will go and then we i went up the stairs and then when i arrived like you passed like the um, the basilic, uh -huh. and then you go like there's a, there's a turn to the left, and there's always some artists, the painters in the streets. Yeah, and that was the moment that was magical because Dan goes off track and his pace like really slowly, and then it started like with one old man, the painter, he approached without saying a word. And then he just did a sign and took his hat out. And then I was touched. I said, and he said, he's my master. And then he started calling like the other painters. And I was like, and then the, the photographer, I had a friend with me and everybody. Else, and it was a sign of respect, really. But for them, this was a symbol of this painter that was their master, like, you know, uh-huh i've done so much for for the french art and, and, and french history and ha had not been recognized until 2019 it was the first big ex expo exhibition of low track at yeah. the Grand Palais. so one century and a half later but then to tell you that they wanted to give him when i said no and they said yes please and i was touched because these artists that live like the tips that they receive in the streets that they made the reverence uh, to low track, of course, and then wanted to give uh, him their mm. money in the hat. So it was touching. It was magical. And then I thought, wow. oh, yeah, this exceeds like the limits of a stage. This is real yeah. life, the street, and you know, it's like 
that's why like for me it was the first puppet it was so strong as an experience and uh yeah i performed also on the stage i have like a short performance and then i have the the big one that's so amazing yeah. and i, I think and I just, I, one thing that I realized that I think is, is the difference in the approach because I studied contemporary puppetry. And usually mm -hmm. the ritual comes from the, the really the traditional puppetry, like from these countries that I mentioned. So people go like, okay, a contemporary puppeteer. It's and ritual. Yeah. The influence is really interesting actually to mix both of that and i will ask you this tricky question about the field of study because it's funny how every puppeteers have a different background and story but for you what would be the best field of study to become a puppeteer <laughs> life <laughs> yeah <laughs> i will explain no there are some like uh, uh, self-taught puppeteers like yeah the puppeteer that came from your show yes it was amazing puppeteer self-taught and there are people i studied but there are so many things that i'm self-taught too i created like i don't know i didn't learn that in the school yeah i think that all puppeteers are multidisciplinary artists but not all multidisciplinary artists are puppeteers <laughs> <laughs> and that's sad i really think it's universal art it's a, the fascinating crossing of the visual arts, the, the art of the scene, music, and then yeah. now technology. So there are really no limits. There are no limits for puppetry. And I, I've i seen like some puppeteers had like studied drums for the rhythm, but I really think like anything you learned during your life, throughout your life, you can usually ap really apply it in puppetry. Yeah really and even like languages even languages speaking languages because it's it's an international field like when you go uh but mainly i would say the person has to have some perhaps sculpture and drawing yeah and but not all puppeteers that make puppets perform that's true yeah, also tricky question it, it, uh, it depends but i would say yeah. I, Life is now anything you learn, you can apply to puppetry at one point. I love this answer. It's kind of like we 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 express life with objects, so to experience it is the way to represent yeah. it. It's really interesting. And I want to to know if you have in your own word your definition of a puppet, how you 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 voice it. What is a puppet? I think, as I said, like it's a spark. It's a spark of life that happens in a moment between the puppeteer when the puppeteer allows, like, channeling this this energy or this, you know, through the hands, through the body, and the the puppet itself, and the eyes of the the public, the eyes of the audience. I think that spark of life that happens during this, and this is presence, because you need the puppeteer really to be attentive and present, and also the audience to pay attention. So this, it's a ritual of presence, but it's a spark of, like, of life 
caused by this. I'm really like terrified. I'm being like philosophic, but it's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let, let's go. What the audience say? Okay. So yeah, we have Rubina. Yeah. Use what you learn in life to teach things about life. Puppet. Yeah, they, that's so true, Rubina. Puppet teach us so how to live. Exactly. So. I, yeah. So people are are philosophical also, I think, in the field of puppetry. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I want to ask you, because you travel a lot also in, in, in your career with those performances, I want to hear from you if you feel puppetry is in an ascension. Is it getting more popular in your perception? Yeah, definitely. I think yes. Um, there are like this notion, like for some people in Brazil, when I think abroad too, it happens that puppetry is like things for kids. But I think this like more and more. Um, all the artists that not just puppeteers, but they are working with puppetry. And as puppetry is also approaching more technological. Yeah. Habits, like um, I have this friend that, from Newcomb that uh, she was doing a research on uh, the augmented reality hmm. also including like yeah features so this is like fascinating i think this is the next thing and i think it's really in ascension and people are getting like more interested too so yeah yeah we, we and that's good to to set it because it, we observe many different thing from different part of the world but many people agree that we feel some boiling stuff around puppetry and let me ask you your goal like your big thing you want to achieve in your career with puppetry do you have something you you envision for the future yeah yeah i think uh, i would like to like continue inspiring people like and making this fantastic worlds, worlds I put in plural because it's like I wanted to continue creating between also between artistic languages because I am in between two of uh-huh. these languages. But I think my goal would be like to really I am presenting to the entire world. I hope that we can be uh, in presence like presential again soon, so at mm-hmm. some point. But I'd like to have my signature. And what I mean by that is something that that is unique and and yeah, have my signature, but to inspire people, to continue like really inspiring, creating these fantastic worlds. Wow, that's a really <laughs> Yeah, it's an amazing goal. And I want to hear a bit of you. It's out of the script, but I want to hear this story about the zoom like you teach actually some workshop online with zoom about lambe lambe and maybe to 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 place lambe lambe for our people our guests who are watching like our spectator yeah. auditor i don't have how to put it here but here it's my heart i don't know if you can like i would put it yeah like this so this is my heart as and you can see it's huge <laughs> Yay! Wow. So this is actually uh, instead of building a box, a lambi box, that is the traditional 
uh, form of Lambilambi. And then for the public that doesn't know, Lambilambi is a miniature uh, puppetry form that was created in Brazil 31 years ago for just one viewer at a time. And then so I created and I carry it like really in front of me. Normally, so I have like this cap and um, and there is Titilo. Titilo is not here. He's oh, he's there, but he's sleeping. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> he's sleeping now. And then he yeah, he performed too much. Was tired, but then he goes like in the search of what can make his little heart beat again. So mm. he's the being that lives in my heart. And let me just uh, stay there. Yeah. And then this is my brain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me go closer. Yeah. I usually like this is I put in my hand. Yeah, so there is at one point he climbs to the brain, so there is a connection between the brain. He thinks like okay, and then this is a non-word performance. Uh -huh. Then he climbs and he goes like trying to fix because maybe it's in the brain the problem. <laughs> and then he goes down. But the, the, the interesting thing about this, this is unique, really. This yeah, is totally. unique. And, and beautiful. It's really beautiful. From the inside, yeah. So it has like rooms. Just a moment. And so then. I will put you full screen. You will have like the full. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then when I perform. I normally don't show all the things. And then here, there's another thing. Here is like the drawer. So oh. there messages, there are things that go there. And here is the secret chamber. The secret chamber, I cannot, uh, unfortunately, I cannot show in the screen, but the secret chamber, people go like, wow. Yeah. Wow. So there's literally a cosmos inside the secret chamber. So it's like a journey in miniature and I invite people into my heart. And then what happened is that when the pandemic started, I had been like uh, selected to be a presenter at Puppet Power that is supposed to happen in Calgary last year. But I don't know, I think, <laughs> I think it was part of my naivety. I was a little bit naive and uh, genius, but then I just thought like, I, I'm going to adapt it online. And I didn't think if how was my camera, the lighting, I didn't, I really, I didn't think. I just felt like I have to continue to present because I was supposed to go to Bali, to China, and to a lot of countries presenting. And then suddenly, no, you have to stay at home. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I have to continue. And then, well, I had like a little room. I was in Sao Paulo at my mom's house and I had, and I said, I'm going to do my best. And I would try to move. So I call it danceability because the camera is the webcam and I have just to make this room's fit and approach. Uh -huh. So I approach and go because I was alone and here I am alone too. I didn't know if how people were going to react. I didn't know if people were going to connect. And then that was the amazing thing because it was really, I, I don't believe in success as people believe it. I think when there's connection and there's coherence, uh -huh. that is success. And 
then okay it was a success and then they open like they have a waiting list i presented also the conference in english and in french so people had this approach and then this year uh, open eye theater in minneapolis in the united states they i don't know someone saw this and they invited me so i also put into like 30 sessions and waiting list so i went to 40 sessions in january and now the workshops and i will continue presenting because it can happen online despite yeah. some people think it, like you cannot have a connection but you actually can and then i started talking because normally we present this in the streets or in the theaters and we we talk because it's so intimate like to have this contact eye to eye with the person right in front of you and this like opening my heart literally to the person and then i started talking and all these conversations like you have here you know oh. that it's amazing like i have performed now more than 100 times so far too and you know that it's so amazing to get to know people from all over the world so the magic was like i didn't know who was coming you knew oh you have with patient gas but like i didn't so it was like a surprise every time and these wow. conversations i started like to get uh, getting more space more time for them and actually i'm doing a poetic documentary out of all these recordings with another uh, brazilian artist yes and so concordis just like went from the streets to the online and then i also um transpose it to a stop motion and then we were awarded in south korea last year yeah we were awarded at the chantan uh international public festival so like this heart i think the heart itself it's universal yeah it's we such five, a yeah we're 5.5 billion hearts in the planet who doesn't yeah. have a heart so really like just the image of it it's strong so it, it, it talks for itself yeah and, and yeah and a little brain i think it's such a deep image and you impress we have Kiri who say very nice wow then you say wow very cool thank you and we have Shelly. We were talking about you, Shelly, just a little bit before. Concord, this is one of the most amazing performances I had the privilege to see. So, yes. And Shelly appears in, in the poetic documentary. So, when we'll be launched, yes. It, she, she was one of the, the people that saw, like, in the first um, uh, performance sessions last year. But such sweet, nice person. Yeah, <laughs> Shelly, we love you. And and yes, I think it's a wonderful like journey that you get with the online world. I feel you are so passionate and you bring this passion towards the audience and connecting. It's it's really as you said from the top, you were talking, it's not just entertainment, it's art and connection and ritual of presence. So yeah. I really get this wonderful deep artist philosophy that you have it's so cool thank you thank you yeah i i i really live for it and and this passion i think you also have this passion you feel it like 
it's strong, it's big. <laughs> you have to go for it, really. Like so, yeah. But uh, and during the pandemic, I also think that this heart was something that connected because there were so many people that were like scared, alone, and so there was like really this kind of attention that come in one on one and really inviting yeah. this person, each person to approach and and seeing having the time and the attention to talk to like one person at a time i think this is also special this yeah. is yeah it's like, a privilege it's a privilege performance for for the one who do it for the audience who receive it it's something really spe special yeah. and spiritual i would say i think the the word that i i heard it like most like yeah. really all the time is like oh this is such a gift People say this is a gift. This is wow. A gift. Okay, but I had no idea. <laughs> I, I created this heart. So the the premiere was in Montreal too in 2019 in November, just before, like after the tour with Low Track in Paris. Then I went to Montreal, and then the lunch was at La Miam. Yeah. And then the pandemic came. So you can believe, like I presented like a like sometimes in the streets and, and also festivals, but not that much compared to all tracks. So I, yeah. I didn't know what to get from the audience. Everything was so fresh and new. And now I think more people are getting the hang of it, like how things work. And Yeah, that's so interesting. So yeah, Nina, we are almost at the end. I want to, to know if you want to, to show us maybe an, another character that you have in the back to, to conclude. This little girl, she will introduce herself. Lona Run. Hello, what's her name? Her name is Caroline. Hello, Caroline. Can I go now, Buck? Sorry, never mind. Get out of here. Hi. Hello, I'm Buck. I'm going to call you here. Is it, is it my turn already? Out. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that I, I come from Shakespeare's uh, Midsummer's Night Dream and I, I give workshops also. I'm, I'm a royal actor. Okay, thank you very much. Sorry for that. Yeah, and, uh, oh, you're pretty. Oh. <laughs> Sorry for that. Thank, thank yeah. you, Park. Shakespeare Park is so cool. <laughs> Thank you, Park, to be part of the Puppet Podcast. I really enjoy to have a Shakespeare character in this yeah. show. I love you so pretty. Okay, come on. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Oh. Yeah. is so sweet, and Park is so like mischievous and. <gasps> Yeah. That's good to have a puck also to, to make some, some joke and silly stuff. I think we, we all have a little puck in ourselves. Yeah, we performed to China last year too. Can you believe it? Puck oh. was something that I created when I was a student in Montreal and we have to adapt Midsummer Night's Dream, Shakespeare Midsummer Night's Dream. And I don't know like how China discovered again. Like I don't know. I think internet really put you like out there to the world and then I got this invitation and I had to recreate everything but it was so fun yeah 
most That's great. Part. And we have Julio say good voice. I think you'll have like, like the voice that you do for Puck. I, I feel it. it's really yeah. clever. Yeah, yeah, Julio, I, when I presented to China, they asked me to um, give also a workshop how to give voice to a puppet. Yeah, oh. so then like all my lyric singing ears make yeah. a difference in this. So, you know, like as I said, to puppetry, you can really apply a lot of knowledge from other um, artistic languages too or life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. Thank you so much, Nina, for, for your time, your talent. I feel it, it's, it was a pleasure to chat with you and enter into your world and understand your philosophy of art. It's so great. Thank you. Thank you from all my heart. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, Nara, and I love her. And uh, thank you all for the audience and friends and everyone that is out there. It's a pleasure. It's my honor to be here. And I hope that Puppet Podcast has like a great long life. It's nice to have puppeteers here. Yay. So cool. We have Pat Patrick who say, thank you. Wonderful interview. And Aileen who say, congrats. It's so great. So I will, Nina, have to push you out of the screen, but okay. stay in the virtual studio. We will oh. chat. After <laughs> everyone, thank you so much for watching. And yes, yeah, Shelly, we say thank you to you both. Yeah, Nina is for you too. You are so inspiring, national. This is a, a hard work for me. Thank you, thank you, Robin. Also, yeah, thank you for watching. And I invite you. We have this world puppetry day party that we do for puppeteers on zoom i want to have a lot of puppeteers gathering and we will see video we will have live performance so you just have to go on our website puppet podcast slash world puppetry day 2021 and you can buy a ticket and it's free but if you give money we give it to unima and and yes it's it's kind of like we want to to flow money give money to help our feel so this is the project so yeah please feel free to share this and and join and invite your friends we want to we want to be 500 on zoom let's 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 challenge this let's gathering all the community from all over so so cool yeah thank you the energy and enthusiastic yes that's that's part of the show i feel it's part of my personality but i want to bring the spotlight towards puppeteers and yeah if you want to know more discover other puppeteers we have this patreon also so have a look on that we have plenty of workshop we will have one of like to get viral what is those aspects of viral puppetry stuff and a lot of building workshop is on this website so you can like subscribe and watch all of that back in from the past to now so all is available on patreon so yeah so that's it for commercial <laughs> and thank you again everyone we will have another episode next week let's stay tuned for that and now it's time for the jingles bye, -bye.